Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today in history in 1778, Captain James Cook discovers the Hawaiian Islands and in failing to understand the meaning of the word discover, renames them the Sandwich Islands after the Lord of Sandwich. Welcome to uh, What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest incidents that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I'm your low-budget Dionysus Zachary. That's right, everyone. I came to party, but fuck you, I didn't bring any beer. Hi, I'm Megan, and I want to be called Sloppy Socrates from now on. Hi, I'm Matt, and in this episode we do a really subtle bit. See if you can pick up on it. So sloppy Socrates, huh? I dude, I thought it was good. It has alliteration. It has like some visceral imagery. Was Socrates sloppy? Visceral is one way to put it. No, but I would be a sloppy Socrates. Oh, but Socrates. you would be. Okay, I get it. I I feel like he would have asked very good questions, and I feel like I also ask pretty good questions, but like I'm probably not the philosophical master. Of you it. ask questions like, "Where's the food court?" Whereas. Socrates asks the question, why is the food court? Yeah, why is the food court? And I'm just like, dude, I'm just looking for Panda I'm just Express. looking for fucking... <laughs> I'm just looking for Annie's. I need I'm to get my looking... pretzel on. I'm looking for car. I need to get a pretzel answers. hot dog stat. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. hungry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a game of rock, paper, scissors has been played. Our order has been decided, and I think I'm going first. You're going first. Yes. All right. I, <laughs> we did it five minutes ago, and I can't remember who won. I believe I'm going uh, second. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I also want to preface. Um, I yeah. want to preface this by saying mine is not so much full of giggles as it is just very informative about you know a way of life and you know a type of thinking. Well, history is one thing, and we're here to make the giggles happen. Whether they like it or not, so fuck Whether it, let's go. Whether they like it or not, we're gonna laugh at them. Alright, <laughs> so I'm gonna start, as I always do, with a question. And it's not always this question, but tonight it is this question. Have you guys ever heard of Diogenes? Uh, no. No. Megan, you? No, I have okay. not heard of this fella. This fella, this cool guy. <laughs> This cool cat. So the reason that I'm bringing up Diogenes is because there are like a million stories about him. I was I was doing some research because I thought like I could report on a story about his life, a day in the life of Diogenes. But but what I decided instead, um, and this is uh, a little bit of high school trauma. So if you get triggered by stories about English teachers that you know feel like criticizing their students, please turn off our podcast now. Yeah, we're going to have to write a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zach will put a warning at the beginning <laughs> of the video, and it's like, this one has stuff about high school, so if you're one of those people that has nightmares. I feel like I'm going to have to put the trigger warning and be like, warning, if you had shitty experiences with teachers, how the fuck did you make it this far, but don't listen to this episode? <laughs> this one in particular, this is going to be, this is going to be it. Anyways, a little bit of background with regards to my personal uh, trauma here. When I was in high school, I had an English teacher that accused me of being very cynical. I had no fucking clue what the word cynical meant. So I looked it up in a dictionary and I wrote her back like a page long email about how I wasn't cynical and yada, 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 yada. And it led to me being called into uh, her room when she had a study break or whatever, and she reprimanded me. For writing an impromptu email paper? I guess me defending myself against the title of Cynic was, like, what what really kind of peeved her off. Because she didn't understand why I wrote it. And I was like, well, listen here, lady. Maybe if you hadn't told me that I was a Cynic, 
I wouldn't have felt the need to defend myself about being called such a thing. <laughs> cut, to, cut to me in my 30s when I realized she couldn't have been more right. But anyways, <laughs> so the reason that I'm bringing up Diogenes in uh, regards to this terrifying story of my high school uh, years is because he is believed to be one of the originators of cynicism as a form of philosophy. All right. I was doing I was doing some looks. I was doing research as we do for this show. Guys, our research department is top notch. Uh shout out to Kevin and Jeremiah. They really do great work. Lots of dudes with with ties and yeah, glasses yeah, yeah, and clipboards. Um yeah. I'm lying. We don't have a Kevin or a Jeremiah. We wouldn't be able to pay them if we did. Anyways. Oh, but if we did. <laughs> oh, but if we did. So, so I was that looking. That would be so wild. It would be wild if we, if we had researchers. Could you imagine that conversation, though, walking up to someone and being like, what am I talking about tonight? Oh, this? Okay, great. Oh, you prepared notes? <laughs> Thank you so much, Kevin. Remind me to get a lunch with you on the schedule. Cynicism is a type of philosophy that essentially derives from not being too showy. When I was doing research, it says that the name cynic derives from the ancient Greek uh, kinikos, which is dog-like, and I apologize if I didn't say that appropriately, but uh, I'm not Greek, so fuck off. That being said, so dog-like is kind of their explanation, and the reason that their explanation is dog-like is indifference is part of the way of life of a cynic so it's sort of like a cult of indifference and because you know dogs eat and make love and go barefoot and you know do all these things they're kind of indifferent to uh the world the second reason that they're dog-like is that a dog has no shame um and so again uh, dogs kind of do whatever, wherever, and they're not Heroes, shameful really. about it. So the cynics kind of pick up on that, pick up on that lifestyle. the The third reason is because dogs make good like guardians. Uh, even in ancient Greek times, they were guardians of uh, their property, and I guess in the same way, cynics are sort of guardians of their uh, philosophy. And the fourth reason being that a dog can discern between uh, friends and enemies. So cynics, I guess, this is like a gigantic fucking bridge to cross because none of this is making sense to me so far. Cynics, I guess, can discern who would be best suited for the cynical lifestyle. <laughs> and then this is kind of like swingers. Yeah, almost. I was going to say, like you can tell. This, are these <laughs> Greeks or are these people going to a key party? I don't know. Yeah, right? Mm. <laughs> Leave your keys in the bowl. Um, but it's, but it's basically like they can identify people that they think would be, would be fit the lifestyle the best and they would receive them kindly. Uh, whereas if they didn't think that they would fit in, uh, they would drive them away. So and that's kind I of like, those are the core tenants. Like cynicism. They're, they're very into honesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah. And how society is sort of this big mucky thing that stops people from being honest because it just covers us in lies yeah. so like the the core tenant of cynicism as a philosophy is basically like i'm not even going to try and pronounce the greek word for it but they they describe it as like a mental clarity and they sort of say like being mindful of what you're saying and trying not to lie, trying not to be too ridiculous in the way that you present yourself to society and things like that. Um, so it's like a shunning of ostentatiousness. It's a shunning of, you know, lies or anything to... It's it's basically like... It's no frills. A philosophy a, 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 a philosophy around bluntness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's no frills. And I think that, you know, we... Yeah. Right now... When someone calls you cynical and like you had that interaction with your teacher, it's seen as a bad yeah. thing. Well, yeah, so that's kind of been it's been perverted yeah. throughout the years. But as it like as I was doing research on this, and again, my research is spurred on because she used it very much as an insult. And so as I'm doing research on this, it originally most of the cynics are thought to be the the founders of the idea of like cosmopolitanism 
or the idea oh, that like everyone could live as a collective hmm. um, as long as they were just able to communicate honestly, communicate without any frills and things like that. It's about communication, people. <laughs> yeah, it's all about open communication. So they, they really do put this sort of emphasis, fuck, I can't talk, um, on the fact that arrogance uh, in societies is caused by false judgments, false judgments of a person's wealth based on their appearance, which then cause negative emotions um, and just, like, perpetuate a cycle of viciousness and all this stuff. Mm. Diogenes is kind of this really interesting figure in that ballpark uh, simply because... Even reading some stories about him, he is said to have lived in, like, a porcelain tub. I guess, according to most of the depictions that I saw on the internet, he was, like, in a jug. It's basically like an, a, a jug turned on its side. Um, he would often wear simple gray robes. He would walk with a stick. He would, you know, walk barefoot. More often than not, he would pee on people's feet in the market. <laughs> Power moves only. He's gross. I, I hate him. You hate him? Yeah, hate he's him. that he's the homeless guy that you see see walking down the street uh in Boston. But I think he did all of that to just kind of prove that history is or society is kind of built on these these laws that constrict us in such ways that they shouldn't. I mean, realistically, like, nowadays, you see a guy whip it out and piss on your feet, you're going to punch yeah, him in the face. Yeah, that's not right. Well, also, that's a crime. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it definitely is a crime. But I think, like, their whole lifestyle is living as close to the way nature intended as possible, which means it's sort of like, again, as Zach said, no frills. You're kind of supposed to just, like, live your life out in the open and... No. I think, for, from what you're... You know, just yeah, like just dogs. Like dogs. Uh, what you're... Just like the woof, woof. Uh What you're telling me is basically like, from what I can say, figure out what you're talking about. This guy was taking the argument of no frills and living as as close to nature as possible, and just taking it to the logical extreme. Yeah, he was he was going as far with it as like as could be done. He wasn't the originator of it. It actually started with um, a guy named Antisthenes who like was a was a he was a follower of Plato and Socrates uh sloppy perhaps Socrates. another philosopher yeah sloppy Socrates. philosophizer yeah he was another philosopher um and then from there you know Diogenes was a follower of Antisthenes and they kind of just again they pick up the the funniest thing to me and you see this a lot in psychology and philosophy is that like one follower of someone picks up something and then just runs with it Diogenes took what he learned from Antisthenes and just like he just he made went. a roll in a sideways porcelain tub. He's like, I'ma try this shit out. <laughs> I kinda like it. And it's basically like it's it's yeah, it's he took it to he took it to like an extreme. I like the porcelain tub part because that is definitely not part of being a dog. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely... He's like, I need a frill. One, One frill. But it's, well, no, he didn't... So when I say a tub, it's like a ceramic pot that he just turned on its side. <laughs> he lived in a jar. <laughs> he lived in a jar on the side of the street. Big fucking pothead. Dad's means... <laughs> Big fucking... <laughs> you know? But, but the strangest thing is, because he was a philosopher and because of all this, he was respected at least to some degree i mean he's he earned a little bit less respect when he you know masturbated in public and you know peed on so people's upset. feet but be so mad if somebody <laughs> masturbated in front of you i'd be so mad if i was shout out to louis ck business Ooh. yeah shout um out. but yeah so he he basically you know like i said barefoot peed in the streets just kind of did his own thing but was still sort of still sort of respected at least a little bit. People were like, "Man, he's living his truth, and we got to give it to him." I guess. Amen, yeah. brother. Up top. Up. Yeah. Top. The the dude followed his own creed. I'll take that. Don't touch my hand. <laughs> Don't touch yeah, me, but literally. nice. <laughs> Don't touch me, but like I respect. Food services you. only. <laughs> elbows only. Elbows only. Do a little tap. We're inventing that right now. It's ancient Greece. 
it's ancient Greece. It's we're gonna, ancient Greece. We're gonna elbow tap here. Uh, <laughs> they're they're like, hey, write that down. Write that down. Western civilization's gonna be built on this one day. <laughs> we're gonna need this. So yeah, the um the analogy that I made earlier about the homeless guy in Boston. Uh, that's kind of how Diogenes lived his life. The thing is, you're supposed to live a life free of, like, hardship and labor. And as far as Diogenes went, he he earned his keep as a beggar. So he, uh, you know, would just sit on the street corner and say, homeless, need help. And uh, people <laughs> would just give him coins. Like, I mean, that's, that is a rough life. Um, yeah. But also the porcelain jar, dude. He had a home, and it was a porcelain jar of emotion. But kind of the root of cynicism as, like, a life or as a philosophy is sort of, like, not forcing yourself to, you know... Shit, where'd my mind go? <laughs> it's, sort of, it's sort of choosing a life of hardship intentionally. Because then uh, it went on to talk about... I think his name is, like, Crates, but I'm going to call him Crates because it's funnier. Yeah. Crates, who is a follower of Diogenes, decided to forego a family fortune to live a cynical lifestyle or a lifestyle with regards to cynicism in philosophy. So he chose... Do you think if, like, someone in your family decided to forego the family fortune, it was like, I'm going to live as a cynic... They became the black sheep of the ancient Greek family. I mean, the the closest equivalent I could think of right now is Harry in the royal family, who yeah. just a couple of years ago decided to forego the family roles and move to America. I think we could make a, a uh, an American equivalent to this, uh, in a way. Yeah, and this could be a little bit of a stretch, so bear with me. But I think you could make an argument for Teddy Roosevelt as a modern, more modern interpretation. The guy, you know, at one point in his life went off into the desert and was like, I'm either going to make something of myself or I'm going to fucking die. Oh, <laughs> there is, there plus. are no in-betweens here. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> I guess, I guess that, that kind of is one of the main core tenets of cynicism there. It's like, I'm going to lead a purposely hard life and... Yeah. I'm going to live with purpose because of that. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, that's like a very romantic way to look at it. Yeah. Your life is kind of shitty. Right. Yeah. More power to you. But that is kind of like a core tenant of his life. And I thought that it, th that was really interesting. Mm. So it might not be like... Ha ha ha, but... A moment in history that was really funny. But, you know, I thought it was kind of a cool origin story for cynicism as a I think it's philosophy. cool too because I mean uh, coming from ancient Greece like these are the foundational stones of western philosophy and you know mm -hmm. sort of western civilization and also I mean I've been called a cynic in my life at some point yeah I mean, we all have <laughs> people throw around yeah we all have like people throw around the word all the time but I think with words that are thrown around people don't They've forgotten the, the real meaning or the meaning has become warped. So I think it is important as we sort of do this podcast to sort of remember that we are doing really funny things, but also remember that we're doing sort of like important educational, like God's work. <laughs> yeah. God's are you plan. accusing me of doing God's work? J'accuse. Uh, <laughs> 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 awesome. So anyways, that's my story. And I'm sticking I, to I it. I like that you're sticking to it. Uh, I, I actually have I a question. Sure. Yeah, go on. Have either of you heard of this guy, Diogenes? Oh my I've God, never heard no. of him, no. I've never heard of that Okay, person. well, Diogenes was really cool and really interesting. But one of the big things is Diogenes had, let's call it a, a, a feud, because there's no better way to put it. Uh, he had a feud with Plato. And everyone knows who Plato is. Oh. Um, is Big it, Daddy Plato? I just, Big I Daddy just need to know, is it bad that the first thing that you, like, that came to my head when you said feud was ba da ba ba da ba of, like, family Yeah, feud? no. Yeah. <laughs> Philosopher feud with your host, Steve Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that show would never end. He would ask him a question and Socrates And they would just would debate like, the wise in house. Yeah. yeah. Diogenes' feud with Plato? Diogenes gave arguments yeah. that made Plato shut the hell up. Oh, yep. no. Wow. So, 
as Diogenes and Plato had this long-standing feud, and it was due to a lot of things. Uh, chiefly among them, their very polar opposite views on philosophy and politics. Um, Plato was a student of Socrates, and Diogenes was a student of Antithenes. Uh, I'm gonna fuck that up. Antithenes. Thank you. That's just a guess. Sorry, like I. Antithesis. I, yeah, I guessed. Um, somewhere in the world a philosophy major is listening to this and they died a little inside fun fact i had a teacher in high school that called socrates socrates and it was the best thing socrates Uh, all i can think of is so all i can think of is is, uh, bill and ted we're just dust in the wind (laughs) (laughs) also uh zach could you call socrates by his uh government name Sloppy Socrates. Sloppy so- <laughs> Socrates? Sloppy Socrates. So, Plato was a student of Sloppy Socrates, and Diogenes was a student of Antisthenes, who was, you guessed it, a student of Sloppy Socrates. So, it's kind of this big, giant battle. <laughs> so, they have this messy, you know, kind of big feud battle over the fate of Soc- Sloppy Socrates' leg- legacy. There um, There's only one problem. Sloppy Socrates had enough big dick fucking energy that it didn't matter which side of the debate you fell on, Socrates was going to be known. Um, But basically, Plato would theorize over and over about the theory of life and all this cosmic stuff. Well, Diogenes was more of a practical person who lived sparsely, was very minimalistic, and was very much, I'm here, I'm now, I'm going to do that thing. I'm not going to worry about the universe. I'm here. I'm queer. Get over it. Yeah, yes, in a way. (laughs) But this is perfectly exemplified in the argument of what makes a man. Uh, Plato gives Socrates, sloppy Socrates, pardon me, his definition of man as a featherless biped. And Plato at the time is teaching inside of Plato's Academy, which is a private uh, place of education. And I guess a featherless biped makes sense if you think about it on a more cosmic scale. Like, we are all just specks in the universe, and so aren't things with feathers that We're all aren't dust human in the beings. Wind. We're what all just say? dust in the wind. In the wind. However, <laughs> however, Diogenes, ever the realist, proceeds to grab a chicken from the market, um, pluck it, kick down... While it was alive? Uh, no, it, he killed it first. Um... Kills oh, the chicken, good. plucks Thank the God. chicken, kicks down the door to Plato's academy while he's in the middle of class, interrupts class, holds the bird aloft and goes, Behold! I have brought you a man! Damn, well, I mean, that's yeah. like very big dick energy. But he's not wrong based on the definition, so mm, Plato, be more specific, am I right? See, but my issue with that whole statement is like, you could do that with anything. Yeah. Like, you could get someone to agree with a point made by anyone and then reveal that it's like a Hitler quote. And I think it's it's another one of those things where it's like, this is your definition of a thing, and now I'm going to present you with a perverted example of that definition. Agreed, but what we're going to find well, out in, in another th- example after this is that Diogenes is the ultimate king of pushing things to the logical extreme. Yeah, Megan, you were about to say something? Well, I think, like, as annoying as that gets where people push it to a logical extreme, I think it's also important in in terms of philosophy or or science, right, where you force the person who has come up with an idea to refine it. Yeah. So with Diogenes coming in and being like, you described man as a thing that walks on two legs and doesn't have feathers and doesn't have feathers it then forced plato to say well then man is something that walks on two legs and also has flat nail beds yep that was added to the definition like yes yeah so plato because he got embarrassed in front of all of his students and they were like damn dude what's he gonna do he was just like well hold on (laughs) yeah let's talk about the size of diogenes stones here too because Plato's in the middle of a class, and he just kicks in the door, and he's like, I killed this man! <laughs> I bring him to you now! Murder! <laughs> There's been a yeah. murder! 
There's all of his students are like these upper class like weebs right in ancient greek society and they're just like oh my god we're gonna I imagine to someone pushing up pushing up their spectacles like oh, he can't do that one of the faints <laughs> in the back row but i think that also calls into exactly what the issue between diogenes and plato was plato was a philosopher in an academic sense he was a philosopher that was and there's going to be a lot of philosophy majors who now want to come for my head on a plate, but he was hoity-toity as fuck. He, you know, had all these theories and all these grand ideas, but it wasn't the everyman's philosophy. It wasn't... He was also swole as a motherfucker. He was swole as a motherfucker. However, as big as his biceps were, were also his ideas. (laughs) But... <laughs> Are you That's, saying that they were only as big as his biceps? I, I think we'll get that on a shirt. I want that on a shirt, dude. It's just Plato flexing in the school of Athens, right? Biceps <laughs> as like, big as my ideas. <laughs> yeah, biceps as big as my ideas. Am I right? And he's like standing on top of an ivory tower. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Plato was a philosopher who was very academic in his philosophy. And I will say, as Megan pointed out, that Plato ends up adding with flat nail beds to his definition of man. But still, one point for my guy die. End of story. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he gets like five at that point. They they rack up. I think if you can shame an academic in front of their own class... (laughs) You get a point. (laughs) I I think you get at least three points. You get at least three points. Three points for my guy, Die, and an extra two because he kicked on the door and he did it with style. <laughs> You're goddamn yeah. right. So another example of this, this dichotomy that is given between Plato and Diogenes is, well, Diogenes is washing vegetables in a stream. And he's like waist deep in this stream just scrubbing vegetables. And Plato finds him and is like... <laughs> he's like... Yeah. Hey, huh? um, Plato finds him and says, my good Diogenes, if you knew how to pay court to Dionysus you wouldn't have to watch vegetables. To which, my guy die, immediately replies, if you knew how to wash vegetables, you wouldn't have to pay court to Dionysus. Okay, wait, I... Yep. I have to interrupt you, because this, like, assumes that Dionysus is coming to everybody's house, and it's just like, well, uh, they gave me an offering, so I might as well... (laughs) I need to wash their fucking vegetables. (laughs) Imagine, oh my god, that just brought the best imagery to my head of, like, you walk into a random Greek's house and Dionysus is just at the With sink. some grapes and a strainer. washing, washing a carrot. And it's yeah. like, Dionysus, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, they paid me ten gold pieces, so I need to... Yeah, so I'm, I'm here. Also, never mind those nymphs in the corner fucking. I'm also the god of orgies, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. I wear many hats. I wear many in hats. The pantheon. I like grapes and coitus. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Or do fuck with me, and please. And healing potatoes. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I, I think the, the bigger point is, is Plato has this broad view of, of the cosmic world around him saying, like, you're not paying, if you paid homage to your gods, you wouldn't have to worry about the little things. And Diogenes yeah. is, again, yeah. ever practical. It's like, why do I need to worry about gods when all I need is a little bit of fucking water? Well, Man. not only a little bit of, like, the the mindset seems to go a little bit beyond that, where it's just like, yeah, but why don't I save my money and just wash some fucking vegetables? Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's not like Plato's essentially saying to him, like, hey, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about what you're eating if you just prayed to the gods. And Diogenes is just like, yeah, but, like, why pray to the gods when I could just wash my fucking vegetables and not worry about them anyways? Well, I think also Plato is is coming from, like, a very privileged pedestal, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I have the luxury of thinking about the big things. And Diogenes is sitting there like, yeah, but also I kind of have to worry about the small things if I want to live to the next day. Like, big I'm not saying like that... Big things like his biceps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big things like his biceps. He's got big ideas, just like his biceps. <laughs> Like his We're getting that on a but I mean, it it's sort of like when 
when rich people are like, oh, why why are you stressing so much? Like, just it's a banana. It How much could it cost? I actually think of it in, because I went to school for art and I did a lot of art history. I actually think of it in, like, the artistic community where you have someone like Jackson Pollock who, yeah, did great abstract piece, but he had the money and the time and all he needed to literally take a giant piece of canvas and splash a shit ton of paint on it and be like, huh, art. There's other artists who don't have that luxury. Well, yeah, they don't have the equipment. They don't have, like, the time to dedicate to it. At any point, they can't just be like, you know, I don't care about splashing all this paint and wasting a bunch of it. Yeah, exactly. uh, Because I can get a big canvas like this any day of the week. I mean, basically the point I think that Zach is trying to make or anyone could make is that Plato definitely had time to sit around and philosophize, whereas Diogenes was very much sort of just trying to scrape by on a day-to-day. Because that's what he wanted. Yeah, no, it's definitely the life that he chose for himself. I think what's really funny about Diogenes, too, is, like, he would mock so many Mm -hmm. people. Like, (laughs) there's a a story uh, where he came upon a crowd and there was a prostitute's son that was just throwing rocks into the crowd. And he said, uh, careful, son, you'll hit your father. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love it. Dude, what did this What did this kid ever do to Diogenes? Like, no, but legitimately. And then there's, there's another story where uh, he was walking through a field and there was a guy who was, like, practicing archery and failing miserable, uh, miserably at it. And Diogenes goes and sits under the target. And when someone's like, why would you do that? He's like, well, clearly it's the safest place to sit. <laughs> it's like, I came out here to practice. Why would you roast me so? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I picture this dude just standing in a field doing nothing and Diogenes just comes out and he goes, fucking get better. Just be better. Yeah, everyone sees Diogenes approaching and they're just like, ah, oh, not this guy. Oh, please. God. <laughs> I was feeling good about myself today. <laughs> um, so we're realizing that Diogenes is the Greek equivalent of the roast master. Yeah, for sure. But also, I, I mean, Diogenes did not give a fuck about anything in any capacity, clearly. Which makes me ask one question. Where did he get those vegetables he was washing? Because clearly his fuck fields were completely barren. Yeah, exactly. Behold, the field in which I grow my fucks. Cast thine eyes upon it and realize it is barren. Maybe he begged for them. He People must have begged their, for them. May I have just one bowl. single fuck, please? <laughs> I'm in need of only oh, one. Yeah, dude, he wasn't care. <laughs> I have no care. fucks left to give. Um, but yeah, so it, the feud was also political, as I mentioned. Uh, Plato was a fan of the Republic. After all, he wrote a damned book on it. Well, Diogenes... Oh, you don't say. You don't say. Um, Diogenes was a fan <laughs> of the idea of king unto thyself. You rule your own space. He was actually considered one of the first proto-anarchists by many. Woo-hoo! So, dude just bawled to his own sense of being, and he was just fucking... He did whatever he wanted to do. He marched to the beat of his own drum, and I think that that's admirable. I agree. I mean, I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with, as Megan was saying, where this he's pushing it to the logical extreme, to the point where it kind of it had to get annoying. Um, however, I think without those people challenging the status quo, and I will, again, my head on a pike for all the philosophy majors, Plato had to have been the fucking status quo at that point. He had a goddamn Dude, they're coming for you. I know they are. I'm ready. I bring it on. I think it was pretty normal for philosophers to have their own schools. True. I mean, Diogenes didn't. Just saying. I mean, as they as they spread their their thought, right? Like it became a school of thought, like yeah. as it gained followers. I think. I think though, like the reason that Diogenes may not have needed a school is because he was so down-to-earth and so, like, in the streets with people. Yeah. Where he could just, like, he could just walk up to someone, piss on their feet, and be like, have you heard of uh, my philosophy? <laughs> have you heard of cynicism? And they're have just you, like, oh, have no, Have you heard please, of being continue. a king unto yourself? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I give, and as far as the, the battle for the, the legacy of Socrates, I think I give this one to Diogenes. Uh, simply because mm-hmm. I could see Diogenes going out in the same way as Socrates being like, fuck you, you want me to drink hemlock juice? I'll do it. Bet. 
I can't I'll see I can't see Plato doing it. Yeah, Plato would probably be like, but my muscles. <laughs> but I need pure <laughs> I need pure protein only. No hemlock juice yeah. for these bad boys. Only the most organic of juice will do. <laughs> um, do you think Socrates was looking upon some of these feuds as like a disappointed philosophical father? Oh, I believe he yeah, was probably. fucking living for it. Living for it, thriving on it. He I was feel like, like there was probably exactly it was probably like a half and half, right? I think Socrates it would have been that dad who's like, I'm very disappointed in you in front of like whoever the 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 maternal figure is and then behind the back being like just kidding selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tell your mom that I had an argument with you, or like a. The, a tell, <laughs> tell your mother tell your mom I, I scolded you. you. Here's five bucks for, you know, whatever. Whatever, yeah, like whatever. Just keep the fight going. I think that's what it was. Like I, I <laughs> or like even better, like your your other sibling does something wrong, and your parent takes you over to the room and is like, "We're gonna say that I had a talk with you. I'm gonna, you know, bang some stuff around and get a little loud for a hot second, but I don't mean anything." I know you're right. <laughs> Just mouthing, I love you. You're doing a great job as, like, chairs are banging. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but that's all I have. That's that's my big dick energy of Diogenes tonight. The big Diogenes energy. I'm officially changing it. Yeah, the big it. Diogenes energy. And it's, like, him giving, like, the deuce signs, and he has, like, those those sunglasses on that are, like, just the slits. Yeah, hell yeah. The fucking sunglasses and, do- and joint just come in on either side. Diogenes out. Yeah, dude, Diogenes out. <clears throat> but no, that was good. Uh, so I have something very exciting mm-hmm. for you guys tonight. Are you ready? I'm absolutely yeah. ready. Um, have you guys uh, heard of this fella called... Diogenes? I have not. I don't... I can't say that I'm familiar with him. No. Okay, well, if not, he was a real rule breaker. Uh, I hear he lived in a barrel or a porcelain tub um, and dedicated his life to spitting in the face of convention and tradition. Wait, a wait, wait. Do you mean like a porcelain, a porcelain tub as in like a, like what we have in our bathrooms now? Um, More of like a jar. Damn, dude lived in a jar? Yeah, dude lived in a wholesale jar. He's like the little old lady that lived in a shoe, except he lived in a jar. Anyways, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. He was he was the little philosopher who lived in a jar. <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, so, uh, you know, all jokes aside, he one of the most famous stories about Diogenes is the time that he met Alexander the Great. And I think we're all pretty familiar about uh, how great Alexander was, uh, conquered by the time he was in his early 20s, one of the largest empires in the ancient world. I mean, he had to be pretty great. It was his last name after Yeah, all. I mean... It was his last if name. If I ever wanted to wake up feeling imposter syndrome in the morning, I'd just look up something about Alexander the Great. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, but how bad as badass is it that his first name was Alexander, his middle name was The, and his last name was Great? <laughs> well, how embarrassing would it have been if he, like, definitely didn't he do He was just a total shit. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> his, uh, 
his parents are like, we should have given you to the mediocres. Then you would have been Alexander the mediocre. <laughs> well, what they, they would have done was just added another middle name and it's not. <laughs> Alexander the not great. <laughs> yeah. But, Can um, we amend so... his birth certificate? He <laughs> amended birth It's like a little carrot. Yeah, like a little red carrot that says not. Hey, historians that are going to come at me for saying that his last name is great, I fucking, I know it's not, all right? Chill out. Yeah. Don't at me. Don't. So anyways, tell me about this Diogenes guy meeting with Alexander the not-so-mediocre. The not-so-mediocre. So there are many reiterations of this story, and the details of it have gotten a little bit muddied through the centuries, but the base of the story has remained the same, and it goes like this. Uh, news of Diogenes' wisdom and peculiarities had traveled far and wide until they reached the ears of the young Alexander the Great. Having been taught by Aristotle, Ar- Alexander was a learned man, and he was interested in seeking out more knowledge. So the story of Diogenes interested him because, you know, he was a philosopher, and as weird as he was, he was supposed to be pretty wise. Uh, but on the day that Alexander saw out Diogenes, this dude was laying in the sun, enjoying the day in his barrel, his jar, uh, when he heard the movement of a large crowd and the sound of trumpets approaching him. And he wasn't really happy about this. <laughs> well, so I imagine when... that if you're taking a nap, you don't want to be awoken by trumpets. <laughs> well, also, I'm thinking of, like, the acoustics in the jar. Oh, my God. Probably but it, weren't great. Yeah, that probably reverberated like a... Well, was it a very spacious jar? Can we talk about the, the home economics of this jar What are the parameters of the quick? jar? If if the jar was on the market today, how much do you think it would fetch? Well, if it was its location, 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 right? location. So yeah. it's in the metro Boston area, um, it would be six thousand. New York jar, yeah, ten thousand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, One bedroom it. New York jar above a pizza shop, ten thousand a month. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a five minute walk from Times Square. <laughs> oh, five minute walk, fifteen. So, fifteen easy. Fifteen easy. All right, you get you get no square footage. All jar. No square footage because it isn't a square. It's a fucking cylinder. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Um, so he he's in his loud-ass jar. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to derail this again for one quick second. Because I know you said trumpets, but you say jar, and I'm thinking kind of like Greek vase. And at the same time, my whole brain goes, we are the muses. <laughs> We are the I'm picturing. That's what keeps them up at night all the time. It's just them muses singing. It's it's the muses from Disney's Hercules. (laughs) Hercules. Anyway. And um, but yeah. So Diogenes looks up and he sees Alexander and his guards like looming over him. And Alexander's like, "Hey, what's up, Diogenes?" Um, I really appreciate your wisdom, and uh, I was just wondering, do you do you need anything? Like, what do you desire? And this man, more of a lad, really, who had succeeded in creating one of the largest empires, like I said, in the ancient world, asked this barrel hobo, like, he essentially gave him the wish spell, right? <laughs> like, in D&D. He was just like, what do you want? Like, I can get you anything that you want. And Diogenes, the hero that he was, he was like, yeah, stand a little out of my son, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes! Louise, Louise. Oh. And Alexander, who had been accustomed to everyone kind of bootlicking for his whole life, just laughed at, like, the pure gall of this dude saying, yeah, you're in my light. And then he, Alexander said, but truly, if I were not Alexander, I would like to have the big balls of Diogenes. But what he really said was, I'd like to be Diogenes. But the meanings are the same. I just added more to the yeah, paraphrasing. Yeah, he definitely added something. A pair well, of somethings. Yeah, you know, I think, I think like this is what he meant to say. Probably. I felt it in my soul. Probably. Uh, and there are a lot of reasons that this story is repeated. And it's not just for the big dick energy, but that is also very important but it rests in how it pertains to cynicism like we were talking about when we first started this episode 
Diogenes was all about honesty and his bravery in saying that this to Alexander without really understanding, like, if he was risking his life. Marks, See, but I don't think like, he would have cared. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, even if like, he got killed for it, I think his whole his whole steez was like, yo, dude, you are blocking my son. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's because he did not care. Yeah. He did not care about how Alexander was going to react, and that's what marks him as honest. Like, he didn't care about the hierarchy between alexander champion of the world and diogenes like lowly philosopher he was like fuck get out of my way think of think of it this way because this is kind of how i'm equating it in my mind the jester was you know the one that could make the most fun of the king and get away with it yeah right yeah so like this guy is just a lowly beggar he could make fun of whoever the fuck he wants because from day to day it's really not gonna fuck with his life that much no you yeah. throw him in a prison, and he's like, hey, at least I'm getting three meals a day. <laughs> exactly. I don't have to go wash <laughs> vegetables in the river. <laughs> I don't have to wash well, vegetables. Yeah. And I think these are the people, too, who are like... I think it's people like Diogenes that keep society honest, or as honest as they can be. Like, we're not going around like he would and shining a lantern in people's faces at night being like, hey, I'm just looking for an honest human being, am I right? <laughs> but, like, like our challenging what we blindly follow as tradition i think what would have been more fun is if he stood up and you know pissed on alexander the great's feet but megan do you do you uh did you in your research did you find out what diogenes replied after alexander said if i could be any if i wasn't alexander i'd want to be diogenes no, I didn't. But I know he said something. So what after Alexander says this thing of if I didn't, if I could have anyone's balls in the world, I'd want Diogenes's balls. <laughs> yeah, Diogenes, yeah, because they're gigantic and titanium. titanium. Uh, Diogenes actually whipped around and said, "If I wasn't Diogenes, I too would wish to be Diogenes." <laughs> oh my god <laughs> A scholar and hero among men. The this big guy. Diogenes energy. But, my guy died. So the other thing crazy. that I really liked about this, and I did, I'm not really sure if this is just hearsay or what, but I did think it was pretty interesting if it is true. Um, so, like, you know how uh, there are famous stories from Greek antiquity. There are buttloads of visual arts about the subject. Like, you go into any museum and, like, you're going to find 18,000 rooms filled with, you know, paintings yeah. Yeah. of greek stories so this artist edward landseer painted alexander and diogenes meeting but alexander in this painting is a white bulldog with like this gucci gold military military collar and he's looking down at this like scruffy ass black dog in this barrel that's living just like his best hobo life alexander and the tramp um, i love it yeah yeah alexander the great tramp <laughs> is <laughs> i i kind of want to like i kind of want to think about how it was for alexander to even look for diogenes like he walks up to this place and he just goes hey do you know where diogenes is and someone just goes have you tried looking in his barrel <laughs> Have you tried? Alexander is like, is what now? Have you tried looking in the porcelain tub that he lives in? Yeah, it's down the street, two blocks over. I also, I'm thinking of this from Diogenes' point of view of how Diogenes would look upon Alexander. And my only thought in my head would Diogenes would look at this man and go, oh great, the war version of Plato. Like, <laughs> 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 you fucking high and Battle mighty piece Plato. of shit. But, but, Alexander is everything that Diogenes is not as far as, like, you know, he's living with such pomp and circumstance. Yeah. I mean, he's fucking heralded by trumpets, for God's sake. I think the only trumpets that herald Diogenes is him farting as he's, like, walking down the street. I don't, like, I mean, legitimately going back to the story that I was just asking a question about, it's like have you seen Diogenes? And it's like, try his barrel. If he's not there, he's masturbating in the marketplace. Like this guy legitimately 
lives by his own accord and Alexander is everything he's like lobbying against his whole life. Yeah. I know. It's so but oh but the reason I brought up that painting is because it supposedly is the inspiration for Disney's Lady. Oh, Lady. I nailed it. I didn't even know oh, that shit. and I nailed it. Damn, dude. Yeah. Like the anthropomorphic dogs <sighs> in this in this painting, like I guess the animator looked at it and was like, "Yeah, I'll make a movie about that." Way to go, Zach! Wow, well, like or at least looking like that. But it is here hearsay. What, what you're telling me is that the guy who did Lady and the Tramp or drew Lady and the Tramp saw that painting and said, "One that would be hot." If Alexander the Great and Diogenes kissed over some spaghetti, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't. What if Alexander was a girl and she got with Diogenes? This is my fan fiction. No one can stop Over that. some spaghetti. <laughs> I mean, what I really love, though, is like half of these drawings which depict this meeting between Alexander and Diogenes. And, you know, Alexander's in like full military regalia. He's like... <laughs> He's got every, and Diogenes is just like waving him off <laughs> as if like it's talk to the hand. That's every picture that I saw is just Diogenes like fucking move. He's like, get out of. I'm getting a tan. Leave my me face. Be. Oh my God. I just God. put suntan lotion on and you are in the way. <laughs> oh man. This is yeah. not what I planned on today. Your trumpets are so loud. In my jar. Your trumpets are really fucking up the acoustics of my jar, dude. I need you to leave. I lost the lid a decade ago. (laughs) I'm looking at some of these pictures, and it's either, like, a vase, a jar, or, like, the biggest barrel I have ever seen. Yeah, the the size is... He's very much like a hermit crab, it seems. When uh, when one jar got too small for him, he would shed it and find another. I was gonna say, do you, yeah. I think he needed an extra large jar anyway for the size of his testicles. So yeah, that's true. He probably had a separate yeah, I jar. I think the just only person them. whose testicles are bigger would be um, Teddy Roosevelt or Alice. Mm, Alice has the biggest balls of all. But so I, like I have the a, ones where he's naked in the jar. I have a the, question like, for you, Megan. Yeah. Um, does it say anywhere in your research whether or not Alexander stayed with Diogenes to study cynicism? Or, like, was that just, was it basically like, hey, what can I get for you? And he's like, out of my way, bitch. And Alexander was like, you know what, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna learn from this guy. I mean, I didn't see that he, like, stayed in his jar, with it jar for two please how am i supposed to get all of my bodyguards into this jar and diogenes is like well it is you know supposed to be single occupancy (laughs) yeah like (laughs) i don't think no but i'm what i guess what i'm asking is if alexander like stayed in the city where diogenes practiced philosophy and if he did learn anything or if he was like Dude, no. So I don't think that he, he studied with Diogenes. And, you know, if, if anyone knows, if you guys know, I don't. let I'm, me know. I'm, I don't know. That's why I asked. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't find anything where it said that Alexander went back or invited Diogenes back to the palace or, you know, his swanky Greek crib. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to study the finer points of washing his vegetables in a stream. But if anyone knows who's listening... Uh, let us know. Please, let us know, because I... God don't. damn it, Kevin. You were supposed to do the research on this. Yeah, I'm really uh, I'm really upset with Kevin. I think we're going to have to fire him. Um, I, I, I do have a legitimate question, though. As we're kind of transitioning to... to where we, we end to the goofs, to the goofs and, and the end of the show and where we ask questions, the important questions. My important question is, do you think we can get some unpaid interns 
Like, I'm, I mean, there's a lot of colleges around here. I'm sure we could come up with something that looks official and get some unpaid research assistance. What do you think, guys? I really, I really don't know why we would, but I'm sure it's possible. I mean, just for a day. Like, we'll fire them after a week. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. This sounds like working friends. Yeah. They're going to be my lead researcher. On what? A project that I could very easily do by myself. Don't ask questions, Kevin. <laughs> don't ask questions, Kevin. Also, your name is Kevin now. I don't care what it was before. And call up Jeremiah. Who's Jeremiah? Dude. I don't know. Find me a Jeremiah. The only thing I think about when I hear the name Kevin is that my sister wanted to name a Corgi Kevin, and my mom was straight up like, absolutely not. I will never call a Corgi Kevin. And I was like, I didn't understand. I didn't know that this was like... A point of contention. All I can think of is Home Alone, but now I don't know how I feel about a corgi named Kevin. Either it's a, a corgi named either Kevin. it's it's horrible or it's a great children's book. I don't know. I think it's both. <laughs> it is both. It's a great, terrible children's book. <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful, very bad thing. All right, uh, Kevin the corgi and the no good, terrible, I... very bad dog biscuit. I don't know. Oh my god. Ugh. <laughs> oh. So do we I'll have any other any other points to make about our man Diogenes here? I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't think I wish I was him. I think every one of us, including Diogenes, wishes he was Diogenes. But like, I don't. I want to like be comfortable. I I actually don't want to be him. I just want to have his big yeah. Face, so I mean, <laughs> there are probably surgeries for that. <laughs> I think. I think one of the big things we can take away from here, and this is not a goof, this is a serious bit, um, that I'll goof around a little bit with, because goofs is important. Um, to have that kind of testicular tungsten, that testicular titanium, I think is, you know, I, I don't think we're ever, all, all of us are ever going to get to that level. It's it's a whole... No, probably not. We're all amateurs, and he's been playing pro ball for <laughs> fucking forever. We're amateur yeah, testicle havers. We're amateur testicle havers. Um, but no, like to, to be so comfortable with yourself and your morals and your beliefs, I think there's a case for him being a stubborn ass, but I also think there's a case for him saying, this is my belief, this is what I stick to, and fuck you if you don't agree with it or don't want me to live my life the way I choose to live my life. And that, again, is that king unto thyself. Which is yeah. really cool, and I, you know, admire and encourage anyone to do that. I mean, I don't think that you should, you know, do whatever the fuck you... I mean, within, within reason. Within parameters. Yeah, yeah like, like, definitely don't go up to feeds. your principal and be like, get the fuck out of my son, I'm tanning. Yeah. <laughs> get out of my face with your but rules. You, I mean, your peers, I guess, is one. No, I'm kidding, don't do that either. But you know what I'm saying, like, to, to be comfortable <laughs> with yourself and... and yeah, that's a that's big thing. Like, be comfortable with yourself. Yeah, I think there's also a case to be made for, like, not just living your own lifestyle and being comfortable with yourself, but being willing to be honest with the people around you and the way that you're living. Like, present yourself in such a way that no one questions your integrity, basically. Yeah, no one questions your integrity yeah. or your intentions. Right. Be that honest person, I guess, that he was shining lights in people's I mean, faces in the dead of night. I guess I it. guess the reason that I was called a cynic when I was in high school is because I am so blunt and I wear my emotions like right on the face because I don't really have time to dance around like, Oh, is he mad at me? Oh, is he not? Like, yes, bitch, I'm mad at you and I'll tell you why <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah. Like I think I think there's such there's yeah, there is a lesson to be learned in that, that people could could live less behind a facade and live more true to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they could live moss, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, we're back on knowing that Taco Bell is the ultimate philosophical being. Oh my god! <laughs> I was not prepared for that cut. I was not prepared for that for that quick switch to fucking Taco Bell ad. Ugh. Yeah, dude, and I think at this point there's just one more question that we have to ask. Yeah, have you guys ever heard of Diogenes? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, history?
what you hear from the Triumvirate Productions and What the Fuck History, we encourage you to tell a friend. We don't pay for any ads, so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us. You can find us on Facebook at The Triumvirate Productions, on Twitter at Triumvirate underscore pod, and on Instagram at the underscore Triumvirate underscore productions. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.